Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Splitting Hairs podcast brought to you by Jackrabbit Illustrated. We are the B team. I'm Ben, as always, here with with Ben. Well, did I say I'm Ben? Yeah, that's a thing I would do. That's a thing I do. I'm not Ben. I'm Brendan. That's why we have it on the screen. If you're on the podcast, you're already confused. Um, but how are we feeling, Jackrabbit Nation? After one hell of a weekend, yes. I hey, don't think we live in South Dakota. All right. I'm feeling Wait. good. We should never do that again, though. Probably. <laughs> We're not good at it. I think those are the lyrics to it, though. I'm pretty sure those are right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, yes, <laughs> it's feeling amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't. I mean, looking back on it, it was actually closer than it should have been um yeah there was that one point where we were up by three and they were driving and i got i was right. pretty nervous and then watson dropped that pass and i was like oh that's it but yep. man until he dropped that pass it was like this is gonna go down to the freaking wire man but it felt like uh 2016 where except worse we felt we were in control and scored and you know all that but it's just so hard to pull away when you're up there. It's so hard to win by a pile of points. I think if this is in in Brookings, holy man, I think that's a that's a brutal game for them. I don't think they they stand a, a chance if we have those those type of statistics. But um, realistically, it was it was a great game. I I remember watching the whole game, uh, looking over at Chad Myros who came, went to the game with me, going. We're good. I feel good. It feels good. Like, yeah, they scored a touchdown, but we still, I still feel good. We just controlled the whole game so well that it was going to take a major mistake on our part for them to get back in that game. And it, it just never happened. And kudos to Mark watching him run downfield when he's getting hit downfield. Now he's got two arms on the ball. He's not letting any more fumbles happen. You can tell he's just focused on that. Um, kudos to all punt return, kick return, anybody who touched the ball. Ball security was huge and really worked out for us in our favor and just let the, our lines just control that game from start to finish. Yeah, I mean, we talked about it, how, you know, if, if we play mistake-free football, we'll win the game. And we did. You know, we said special teams are going to be the key. If they just don't make any mistakes, we'll win. Mm -hmm. They didn't make any mistakes, and we won. Um, you know, it, it's, we're, we're that good where we're really, really tough to beat if we don't make any mistakes. And that was in a game where NDSU didn't really make a mistake either. And so it no. was a, it was a clean game on both sides and we were still able to come out on top, um, which says a lot about this team and how, how good they are. Um, we've said it all year. We think this is, you know, one of the most talented teams we've ever had. Um, they finally put together a pretty complete game. Um, and it was awesome to see, you know, uh, the only complaint I have is the one drive where we had a bunch of penalties and right. kind of that's when they got back in the game, really. If we didn't yep. have that penalty laden defensive drive, I, I think we would have just rolled them. But we let him back in the game, gave him some life. And then, you know, we, we still took care of business. But um, outside of that, I mean, there was nothing to complain about. Yeah, I mean, really, and uh, you know, kudos to the NDSU coaching staff on pulling the fast one and 
really committing to the fake of Zeb Noland. They committed all season that they were going <laughs> to have Zeb in there. They uh, yeah, uh, like... talk about commitment, right? I know. And and then when you have Miller play the rest of the game, it's like, come on, okay, got it. You guys, you guys are still salty about Taron Christian in 2016, <laughs> and thought you'd play the Uno reverse card. And it didn't work out. But let's be honest, I think if Zeb Dolan's their quarterback that whole game, they get absolutely roadhoused. So for sure. You know, yeah, I think I think they knew that Cam was the only chance they had and they and that mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even necessarily a good one. I it kind of seemed like the way they ran it was they were hoping that Zeb would come out and be on fire and that they mm-hmm. could just leave him in there and let him let him go. But yeah the first really bad pass he threw like i was i was so giddy like he threw that pass i was like oh here we go i was like oh man they're gonna leave him in all game we're just gonna eat him up oh yeah but then they they sat him and you know cam cam came in and did a admirable job i mean he actually he had some good throws I was pretty impressed when he did throw the ball that he he made made some good throws. He made some bad throws too, but um overall I think he can develop into a decent quarterback, but um okay. he's no Mark Gronowski, that's for sure. I mean, that kid no. uh, you forget he's a freshman. Like right. I, oh yeah. No, you don't think it doesn't feel like watching a freshman out there at all. I mean, he only had what 14 attempts on the game, still threw for 159 yards and then rushed for more than the entire NDSU team did. So, I mean, what can you say? It from I think down the line, you go, I can't think of a position group that you looked at and went, well, they had an off game but got picked up. Everybody had their A game and brought it in this game. And it was just, it's so fun to watch when this team's clicking, it's way more fun to watch when they do it to NDSU. No doubt. Yeah. And the, you know, NDSU likes to talk about how young they are, but I mean, we're really young too. We got a lot of young players that are contributing regularly and you don't even notice it. You know, you don't notice these freshman mistakes and yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, especially Gronowski, he's the one that gets the, the, the limelight, but um, you know, especially that man, that touchdown pass though, like, Hmm. that Ooh. was just a thing of beauty <laughs> yeah that on a dime my goodness oh man my it was so goodness. good and i mean there was one point i forget what point in the game when we started to stretch it out oh it was uh right before half i think yeah when we were trying to go down and score right and so we we started to spread it out and yeah i i do like that how that looked i think that he can mm-hmm. he can definitely do some damage out of a out of a formation like that yeah. um and it's especially dangerous when we're rushing the ball 300 yards a game and Oof. teams yeah. have have to respect that and then we can start to throw the i mean we weren't even really forced to throw the ball that much right but when when we need to throw the ball it's going to be tough for t- teams to stop us trying to stop both the run and the pass. Um, yeah, it's they're they're a dangerous team right now. They're they're clicking and it's it's fun to watch. Well, and it's not even going to be uh, a 
respect the run thing anymore. It's going to be a sellout to stop the run. In our last two yeah. games, yeah, there's a big gap there. We ran for almost 700 yards. As we had or over, I think we had what 396 yards rushing against Southern Illinois and 305 yards rushing against North Dakota State, and that is that's insane to average 350 yards per game rushing in, over any game span. Just to yeah. have 350 yards rushing, but to average it over a two game span against defenses that can stop the run, we're not going to just have people respecting the run. They're going to be selling out and. I think the only thing that stops them from trying to wholly do that is they know Mark can throw the ball well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we saw it in the UND game where he threw for, what, 300 and some yards and whatnot, and he's only gotten better. Mm -hmm. So that's really exciting. Um, I'm really I, – I, I like that you brought up how NDSU fans like to talk about how young they are, and they're talking about how they have so few seniors. Well, SDSU has a whopping – we have a whopping four more seniors playing than them right now. I mean, that's not like <laughs> it's not a not a huge difference whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's for including um, their recent defection. So these are going to be very similar teams facing each other for a long time. We got to feel you just got to feel great, great looking at that. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's. Yeah, they're, I mean, we're, we're going to be dangerous for a long time. And especially, you know, in this year where the um, the year doesn't count towards eligibility. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, you get an extra year out of that. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's exciting. Um, one thing I, I do, you know, you talk about how dangerous our running game is now. I'd like to uh, thank the coaches for tuning in. Um, because <laughs> after after the uh, Youngstown State scare, we were pounding our fists, telling them that Isaiah Davis needs the ball. Like that's yep. what this team needs is a dude to come in there and pound some defenses and wear them down and then let Strong gash them. And that's exactly what they've done the last two games since then. So yep. keep tuning in. We, we've got tidbits like that. And, uh, yeah, hot tips. Yeah. Yep. Hot that's why we wear the headsets. We're, we're basically, you know, we're internet coaches, basically. No, but I, I am, I am glad they started to give him the ball because that's exactly what this team needed. Um, yeah. He's been great. It's been a great combo between uh, Strong and Davis, and it's, uh, yeah, it's got to be a nightmare for teams to to see both of those guys, you know, staying fresh because they're splitting carries. And I mean, obviously, I mean. It goes without saying, and that's the problem. The the six oh five hogs have been playing out of their minds, just I mean, literally imposing their wills on any defensive line they face so far. And I, I heard an interesting thing because I rewatched the game, of course, and of course ESPN Plus only has that stupid NDSU feed, so you gotta hear that <laughs> barf tastic horns up garbage song, which should be banned from the world. They shouldn't be allowed to play in the playoffs anymore. That's how bad that <laughs> song is. Just for being associated with it, they shouldn't be allowed to participate in sports anymore. But I digress. Um, they did make an interesting point about our offensive line, and, and this kind of plays into a larger idea. But we've gone from more of a uh, seal off, more a little bit more passive run blocking, more of a better at pass blocking offensive line and have transformed 
with the the star power and and talent switching from passing to a run game you know going from winnicky and goddard down the now we got strong and isaiah davis and those guys have transformed from being pass blocking heavy really good pass blocking offensive linemen to being just absolute maulers absolute maulers and that is a huge props to every one of those guys to jason eck to, to the to the whole coaching staff mm-hmm. i think you know since stig's been the coach for the last at least decade or so as our run of playoff appearances gone they have done a phenomenal job at adjusting scheme you know schemes blocking mentality to fit the skill set that our players have and it's it's really cool to i mean not a lot of, there's not a lot of coaches out there that do that yeah, I mean, we've we've heard, I think it's Eck has been saying over and over again how this is one of the best, if not the best, offensive line he's had. Mm-hmm. And they're they're proving it now. I mean, back-to-back games, they've just absolutely dominated. And, right. I mean, we've said it for years. Like, if we want to be like NDSU, it starts with the offensive line. You have to have a dominant yep. offensive line. And we finally, it seems like we have it. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's showing, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's fun to watch. Cause it's like, you know, it's, uh, it's what NDSU used to do to people. Just right. They, they would just impose their will and there's nothing the other team can do about it. Mm-hmm. If we can do that, we're going to be really, really, really hard to beat. Well, and I think the interesting point there is the dominant part. Cause we've had mm-hmm. some good lines. We've even had some very good offensive lines. It's not, to say we haven't had good offensive line play, but this one is dominant, mm-hmm. dominant in the way Dallas Goddard was catching the ball, dominant in the way Jake Winnicky and Taryn Christian were an offensive threat. These guys are dominant as a unit that way, and that is the recipe to success. I don't care what game you're playing. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, it's uh, they're fun to watch, and then you know on the other side of the ball. You know, we've yep. talked about how deep our defensive line is and how huge that is, and that showed in this game. I mean, holding NDSU to under 100 yards rushing is mm-hmm. unreal when that's all they could do. Right. That's, all they, that's all they wanted to do, and they, yeah. they were not hiding yeah. it. No. I mean, and they <laughs> just they couldn't do it, you know, and it's credit to, you know, have be, being able to have those guys shuffling in and out, staying fresh, was huge and the the talent level to not fall off. I mm-hmm. mean, we used to we used to have t- good top level talent on the D line, but we would, when we had, when they'd get tired, we'd have to bring somebody else in that just couldn't pick it up, or we right. have to leave those stars in and they would get tired and then they would you know give up big runs. Mm-hmm. That just didn't happen against mm-hmm. NDSU, and it's something we're not used to seeing, but it's really fun to watch. Um, so you know, credit to those guys, um, and then you know, and then it trickles to back to the linebackers i mean those yep. guys were able to make all the plays and adam bach especially he's another freshman out. yeah he's a beast a back there i mean he was cleaning up everything and you know so it's i'm sure those defensive linemen make it easy for him but you know he was making sure that they weren't getting any more than two or three yards so yeah uh mm-hmm. kudos to all them too i mean it sounds like we're gushing over everybody but i mean how, how do you not? Yeah, what else do you do when you <laughs> go into not? the Fargo Dome and get a win like that? Yeah, I mean, it, when you go into 
your rival's house who is who has been what NDSU has been and you have to deal with your rival fans you know going into that who are as vocal as NDSU fans are which I mean they have earned the right to be so to go in there and finally put one of them back on them yeah it feels really good and they they won't outwardly say it they're kind of just shrugging it off. They're trying to shrug it off as the spring season. Or like Dallas said, uh, he had people telling him, well, we're going FBS anyways, or whatever. You can tell how much it bugs them. You got how mad they were about the horns down getting thrown at them on the field. <laughs> there. And 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 the some will play it off like they're not mad. They'll be like, well, it's just stupid because why don't you do your own hand sign? Well, because we've had horns up shoved up our down our throats <laughs> for the last however many years by you obnoxious pricks. So yeah, we're going to flip that because it's fun. <laughs> and guess what? The fact that you guys are trying to pretend it doesn't bother you tells us it bothers you. And it's <laughs> hilarious. It is yeah. absolutely my favorite thing. No, it was awesome. Uh, I think Bacchus and a couple of the players right after they sealed it, man had some sweet horns down. So yeah. I quickly grabbed that, made a gif out of it and I'll, keep that forever for uh use in in upcoming in the future, in the future. if only but. he was good <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it's too bad he's uh, just yeah. an okay linebacker yeah if, if, uh, if he was better and okay and by the way if you are hearing this we don't actually think he's okay ross uglum from ndsu <laughs> said that before, prior to the this coming season it was supposed to, he he was talking about the fall, but obviously it's this season. And he said, "I don't think Bacchus is very good," which is just blasphemy. So it's just the dude's uh, a beast. I mean, like, goodness, but whatever. So yeah, and that was a lot of fun. And to have that day roll into Sunday was just pretty outstanding. Because I mean, what was your reaction? Did, did you watch the selection show? Did you get to watch it? I did. Uh, and I was actually watching the FCS Fans Nation guys. They're, they had like a live reaction to it. I was kind of yep. watching them. And so it was fun to see their reaction too. But yeah, when I mean, when we popped up there, I was pumped, man. I, right. I, I, was, just, I was just hoping we got one of the top two because there was a scenario mm-hmm. where we didn't even get one of the top two. Right. Uh, and so, you know, to get the top seed, uh, it was awesome, man. I right, I, yeah. I didn't. I honestly didn't expect it. I thought it was either a two or a three or a four. Yeah, that was number one. Was probably the least the yeah. least expected out of those four seeds. Right, and you know, I was I was doing the same thing. Uh, partially, um, shout out to those guys for doing that. By the way, that was way better to watch than the actual ESPN one, but. When I, I was watching at church, and I, <laughs> and I had to stop myself and go, holy shit. But, uh, yeah. uh, and it's not because I don't think we deserved it or didn't have a resume to do it. Right. It was because we had seen, what was it, two weeks ago or three weeks ago, the committee released their rankings. And they had us at, I believe, four, three or three. four. Three. Yeah. yeah, and they had NDSU at two, and then they had James Madison at one. Mm-hmm. And James Madison didn't lose. And there's many times that the committee has the brain dead 
slot voting theory that if a team doesn't lose, they shouldn't they shouldn't fall down in the rankings. So mm-hmm. I was really surprised. I thought we were deserving of it, but I was surprised that that actually turned out as the one seed. I was uh, expecting the two seed, and you know, at like, same like uh, Brad Koenig says for us here. Um, what's up, Brad? Uh, he says uh, I was expecting the two seed and. You know, realistically, does it make a difference between the one and two seed? Not really. Kind of, I guess, in theory, it's arguable. Um, I mean, we'll take a look. Field all the way through. We'll we'll take a look at the bracket. I am going to argue heavily that based on the way the bracket turned out, the one seed is a huge deal. Okay, let's fight. We'll do it. Let's do it. I'm doing. You want to do it right now? Let's uh, do let's, this. It's let's bring time. up the bracket for We're those who haven't time. seen it or don't know it. Uh, oh, good. Brendan grabbed the one with the tiniest font available. Good job. Well, that's what we got, brother. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'll fix it. I'm just kidding. So there. No, it's good. You're. That's perfect, right there. <laughs> so on our side of the bracket, we face Holy Cross in the first game. Yep. Uh, don't want to overlook them, but they're clearly the worst team in that made the playoffs, and so I'm not too worried about that one. We'll play the winner, Southern Illinois Weber State. We whoop Southern Illinois already. Weber State is five and zero. However, we're not sure how good they are. They had to have a hail mary just to be five and zero. Yeah. Um, you got Delaware and Sacred Heart. Delaware, in my opinion, is the most dangerous team on this side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you got Davidson and Jacksonville state Jacksonville state's yep. the four seeds. So they'll have home field until the semis. Um, it'll be interesting. I think Delaware and Jacksonville state are the two that um, will go out of that first round, but yeah, we'll, we'll pick that later. So on the yep. opposite side of the bracket, you have James Madison Plays VMI. Yep. Missouri State plays UND. Yep. NDSU plays Eastern Washington. And Monmouth plays Sam Houston, number two. In my opinion, there are one, two, three, four, five. I think there are outside of, how am I trying to say this? I think there are five of the top eight teams on the lower side of the bracket in mm. five of the top eight that made the playoffs. Right. But here, here's my argument to that specifically. Um, realistically, the seeded teams didn't get that hard of games. Cause if you look at uh, our side of the bracket, right. Holy cross who first off, they're not the worst team in Davidson is they're a pioneer team with two losses. So, okay. That's, fine. Not close. Sacred Heart is also probably worse than Holy Cross. So that's a whole different agenda. First round games, generally speaking, yes, top of the bracket are easier. But realistically speaking, seed wise, yeah, VMI, they're a good story. They were the SOCON champs. It's very good for them. Um, The SOCON wasn't great this year, they weren't even that good. In fact, I could argue fairly easily that the OVC was probably better. So um, I don't, I'm don't. i not sold that that's a big deal. Missouri State and North Dakota play, well, they should have played at the end of this year. 
at the end of the season last weekend anyways, and neither of them wanted to lose their conference championship, and they didn't, so that's what you deserve, and that's what you get. Um, North Dakota State plays Eastern Washington. That's what you get for lo- getting your teeth kicked in at home for the last game of the season, <laughs> and they deserve it for hubris anyways. Um, then Monmouth is a 3-0 Big South team who beat a bad Kennesaw State team, and they're about on par with VMI in my opinion. So once you move past that, your matchups are difficult either way. I mean, Weber State is an undefeated Big Sky champion. Say what you will about undefeated Big Sky champion. Big Sky last year had two of the four semifinalists in the bracket. Delaware undefeated CAA champion in the much tougher North Division. Instead of getting to feast on Elon and William and Mary like JMU, they actually played real teams and went five and zero undefeated. Got the auto bid. Yeah, and Jacksonville because... State is giving up all of forty four yards rushing this year by opposing teams. On average, they give up forty four yards rushing. They have some really good athletes, and you can crap on Jacksonville State all you want. They've had a lot of success down there, and they know how to play football. It's a pretty solid team, but they're the four seed. We're supposed to have the easier seed. So my argument is, once you get past the first round, what's so special about it? Eastern Washington lost to Idaho. They lost to Idaho, who's not a good football team. They're a mediocre uh, football team. Who did Eastern Washington lose to? Idaho. The beginning of the season. They lost to Idaho. I oh, would maybe. take North Dakota, Missouri State, Southern oh, Illinois, yeah. every one of those over Idaho. But okay. that was to um, begin the season. I mean, we to fine. be fair, we lost to UND to begin the season. I know, I get it, but I mean, if we're going to argue that, there's a lot more name recognition on the bottom side of the bracket, but I'm not so sure that it's going to turn out that way. And I guarantee you, there's going to be a monstrous, and I mean monstrous, upset in the first round. Probably multiple monster upsets because we have not seen a single team play an out-of-conference game of note this entire spring. There's going to be some weird stuff happening. It's just the way it's going to be. I guess I, I'm just not I'm not convinced that Weaver State's very good. I know who Southern Illinois is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Delaware and Jacksonville State are the only threats on our side. Whereas if you go on the bottom side, I think that JMU, UND, NDSU, Sam Houston are all, I would say, legit threats and possibly even Eastern Washington with their offense. So, I mean, I I don't know. I, I think there's four or five legit threats on their side and there's only three on our side, in my opinion. So I, I think that makes our side easier. But I mean, easy. I, we'll see. It's a relative term. I'm I, I'm not completely sold. It's easier outside of name recognition because realistically, James Madison hasn't beat anyone of note in a fashion that would make me consider them being some super better team than Sam Houston. Yeah, but Sam did Houston. You, did you listen to Jamie's coach though? Like they deserve that one seed. Yeah, I um he can go down to Walgreens. Um <laughs> it's a it's in one of the medication aisles. Uh it's by hemorrhoid cream. It's butt hurt ointment. I think they're having a sale right now in Virginia. Um just a dab will do you there, Signetti. Just a dab. Just his <laughs> fake woe is us garbage 
blame your conference. Blame your conference for having you play in the South instead of having your conference attempt to do what the Valley did and have everybody play each other. You damn cowards. Quit your whining. Um, <laughs> it's um, probably going to hurt Jamie Williams' uh, feelings with that if you follow on FCS Nation. <laughs> but uh, um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, is NDSU – I mean, why do we feel they're a title contender? Personally, I really don't. I don't think NDSU is a title contender. If you take NDSU's name off of them, do you feel they're a title contender? The last time they've had to play out of the dome was before they started their title run, which means it was a decade ago. You really think that NDSU can go on the road and win at Sam Houston and James Madison? I don't think there's any chance in hell. No, I, I don't think NDSU is going to get past them. But so are you well, saying... Well, then they're not a title contender. It, so, it sounds like you're saying that Sam Houston's the only legit title contender on that side of the bracket. I mean, honestly, for what they've done, I would say, yeah, James Madison's a title contender, but I it's not one that scares... Like, they don't scare me more than Jacksonville State or Delaware. I could buy that. Tell me that Delaware, tell me why James Madison should be more impressive than Delaware. Yeah, no, I. Besides I, them starting as the number one seed. If you don't, if you remember when they had their first two or three games, they looked horrible. And they've looked okay, pretty good, right? But they played a Richmond team that was ranked by virtue of beating Elon and William and Mary. And it wasn't like they beat him by 40. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not saying I disrespect that team or they're a bad team, but they haven't done anything to prove to me that that side of the bracket's infinitely better than our side of the bracket. I just don't understand that logic. Yeah, no, I, I see your point, and I think I, mean, I get where you're coming from, name yeah. wise. Because the thing that's bugged me about this is people going, "Well, of the last national championship teams that have played in the national championship in the last five years it's eight of them are on the lower side of the bracket and one is on the top <laughs> what does that matter yeah it doesn't like, they don't have, are they bringing back the all-star team from those teams to play or what <laughs> did i miss out or we're getting to bring back dallas goddard because he was an all-time great like that's the dumbest argument ever all that tells me is there's name rec- recognition on the bottom and there's not on the top and if we've learned anything from this spring, name recognition means about diddly nothing. Missouri State's in the playoffs this year. We How have we not figured out that name means nothing this year? VMI's in the playoffs. VMI hasn't even sniffed the playoffs since the 70s. It's like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I see your point. And I, I think the, the evidence of how we're arguing about this is, is – a look into how difficult it was for the playoff committee to pick oh, this field. Yeah. I mean, it had to be super yeah. difficult with no out of conference games. Um, and, you know, teams only playing three games. I mean, it, it had to be really difficult to pick this field. Right. Um, another huge surprise was when the Valley got five teams in. Yep. Because it was kind of a foregone conclusion that, man, uh, they'll get three, they might get four, but there's no way they're getting five. Right. And then, lo and behold, Southern Illinois sneaks in. I mean, like we said in last week's pod, credit to them for putting that game together because if they didn't put that game together, they would not be in the playoffs. I'll guarantee that. Right. 
You know, and, and I, I agree completely. And I looked at that, and do I necessarily think the Valley should have five teams in? I don't know. I don't. I think they looked at the the fall games. I don't think Missouri State should be in. You know, that's just me. But then justifying Southern Illinois being in, I don't. I don't know. I wouldn't have been mad if either of them were left off. But uh, I think they looked at the fall games almost like they look at FBS games where they mm-hmm. didn't punish people for losing, but they rewarded them for big wins. Yeah. That's kind of that's how I, I, I think that played out. Um, and I think they rewarded – I don't know if it was rewarded the Valley, but they felt like they had more confidence in Valley teams because of the schedule that the Valley played in attempting to do a round robin. You got to see those teams tested. Yeah. If you look at what – the big sky in the CAA d- did. They had these weird insulated schedules where you played other teams twice, home and away, like this was some pickup basketball league. And <laughs> like that was just stupid. And so, like, well, you, know, the, you play. The big sky didn't get any favors from Montana, Montana State bowing out either. Right. You know, in the big skies, mad half of their conference isn't in there. It didn't play, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean I understand it, I I I agree generally, but on the same token, you got to look at your conferences and go, well yeah, I mean, but we also had Eastern Washington play against Idaho twice for mm-hmm. no reason other than, well I got you know they're not no reason it was for COVID, but like we didn't even try to do anything, we just slapped something together that was a bad idea. <laughs> um, you know, and they're mad about, you know, UC Davis not making it when UC Davis tapped out on the season in early April, you know? So yeah, I just think it was really hard for the committee. I'm not like super mad about it. I'm not necessarily super impressed with it. Um, is there a very real likelihood that the bottom half of the bracket is just an absolute brawler of a beast? Yes, there absolutely is. There's a very good chance that I am a hundred percent wrong and everybody else is right. But on the flip side, I mean, I think there's a real chance Eastern Washington beats NDSU. That would be I'm, amazing. Because I don't think NDSU's defense is anywhere near what it used to be. And I don't think their offense has got nearly enough points to score on Eastern Washington. I mean, if you look at the last time Eastern Washington was in Fargo, they put up like 48 or 50 points and NDSU had a really, really good defense that year. Mm-hmm. So um, Sam Houston, I mean, they could be a paper tiger very much so, but they're the only team in the Southland that has a defense and their defense actually ranked pretty well nationally playing in a conference that had teams scoring 45 to 70 points a game. So they're doing something right with their defense to hold up in a league like that. Um, VMI could beat James Madison. They run kind of a funky offense, and James Madison has kind of had a cakewalk schedule outside of Richmond, who was, in my opinion, very mediocre. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, if you look at the Facebook comments, Ryan Jensen um, agrees with me. Um, yeah, you would have to break his breakfast <laughs> beast, smart man, right there. Yeah, uh, Brad. Koenig said he's surprised at Weaver's seed. Uh, maybe the lack of a seed, I guess. Right. Um, yep. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, I think uh, that was 
interesting the Jacksonville State. That was the other surprise, I think, is the Jacksonville right. State got a seed. Um, I mean, so realistically, if you look at it from that way, too, the team everybody expected to get a seed would be our second round game as the four seed and then against the four seed. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think the first round matchups are far more difficult in the lower half of the bracket. But then once it gets beyond that, I think it's going to be all really good teams that we don't know enough about to make a definitive opinion about. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll pick the bracket later. Um, Let's go ahead and recap quickly our picks from last week. Um, we picked Delaware and Nova. Delaware won 27 to 20 and covered by a half point. I got that one. You missed that one. Uh, <sighs> JMU won 23 to 6. We both picked JMU. They covered Southern Illinois. That was a entertaining game. Um, there was mm-hmm. Southern Illinois went 55 to 48. Um, I think if I remember correctly, Southern Illinois is down in that game for a while. I think they had yeah. to come back. So, yeah, again, kudos for them for scheduling it and kudos to them for coming back and fighting their way into the playoffs. Yeah, um, absolutely. And they did cover their five-point spread. Um, I had to pick against you, so I missed that one. And then, uh, yeah, the big one, SDSU, we were one-and-a-half-point underdogs, and we took them down by 10. So. Obviously, we both picked SDSU. Yep. Just barely covered. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, no, good times. Good. But times. again, I mean, I, back to, I said this from the get-go, but there was, man, if Watson catches that pass and they keep driving, and let's let's say they punch it in for a touchdown, I mean, we're in a nail-biter, man. It's uh, in a game that we should have, been in control of so right yeah yeah, i mean it's it's easy to look back now and be like yeah we won by 10 we whooped them but right we were pretty close to not whooping them (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean you can also take the token of they were lucky to be within 10 when we put up 400 plus yards offense and they put up 250 ish for sure but i think uh in my opinion i think that's a reason why I don't discount them as much as you and some other people have is because I think they are still a good team. Right. You know, I, I think they're going to be a contender. I would not be surprised if we met him in Frisco. Um, I personally would be very surprised if we met him in Frisco and don't get me wrong. I don't think they're a bad team. I don't think they're a national title contender. And I think there's a distinct difference there. Um, I just don't think they have the horses to get there this year. I think they're still a top 10 team for sure, but I don't think every top 10 team is a national title contender, especially in a bracket of 16 teams. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, if they get Watson going, though, I mean, if you get if you get Watson going enough where they have to respect the pass and then they have trouble stopping the run, whoever yeah. they're playing against, they're going to cause fits for other teams. I mean, oh, that, yeah. Watson's a freak athlete. And he's dangerous. I mean, I was worried every time he was almost getting the ball. I was like, oh, boy, here right. we go. Um, so That dude's and, a freak. Yeah, I mean, credit credit to our D-backs, too. They they did a good job on him. Um, there were a couple of really nice plays made. Um, that, oh, that play uh, down the center of the field was 
Yeah. Phenomenal. Oh, monstrous. Yes. That was such a beautiful play. No, I agree. I forget. Was that Gales or can't remember which one it was? I don't think so. Um, God, why am I going blank? I know. Oh, my God. 21. Number 21. That's who it was. Number 21 in your program. I apologize. I'm blanking on his name. Number one in our hearts. Number one in our hearts. Oh, poor um, guy. He does, He's better than – he deserves better than this. That, Gardner. Don Gardner. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's our number one corner, and we forgot yeah. his name. Was it, was it Don Gardner? It was Don play? Gardner. It was. It was a beautiful play. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway, that's the picks for last week, and – Let's go ahead and look at the individual matchups for the playoffs and make our predictions against the spread here. So are we gonna do we want to do picks or do we want to chop it up about uh, uh, Holy Cross first? Um, let's chop it up about Holy Cross to the extent that we can. because okay. I'll I'll admit I don't don't know much about Holy Cross. Yeah, um, Holy Cross. Uh, is an interesting program coming from the Patriot League. I wanted to watch some of their games. I haven't watched any of the games this year. Um, Matt, he uh, posted in the comments here. If anybody's having issues, go into our comments on this video. Matt posted a link to be able to watch them versus Fordham. Um, Fordham. I don't think it's Fordham. It's Fordham. Um, but swear to God, down at Holy Cross, dude, Massachusetts, kid, <laughs> wicked awesome. <laughs> but uh, and so this- I've. I just made the whole Eastern Seaboard mad, and it's awesome. <laughs> and that Dude. concludes all we know about Holy Cross. Is it probably have awesome. an accent? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they even talk like they they type like this, like they go to the car to get the khakis. Uh, but uh, no, uh, the Patriot League is basically Ivy League light. Um, they're all hyper academic schools. Um, then they do some Ivy League esque things. Uh, they used to not give scholarships, even though they were an FCS uh, conference. Um, they have a history of some Lehigh's and Colgate's actually being in national championship games, things like that, in the days you are, the 90s and early 2000s. Um, they switched about 10-ish years ago to having uh, NEC type of scholarship level, like around a 35-ish. I'm usually sharper on this, so I apologize to people. Um, just wasn't in the flow of other conferences this spring like I am in the fall. But uh, they have, I believe, 35-ish or so scholarships that they give out. Um, they have some weird rules, like they don't allow red shirt years because academically the schools don't think that they think they should graduate in four years like a regular student or something like that. Never mind the fact that your average student takes five years to six years to graduate anyways nowadays. Um, so, yeah, they're a little bit elitish, elitist uh, when it comes to the schools and mentalities and 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 cost and allowing people in. Um uh, Holy Cross has kind of been one of the top teams for that conference for the last half decade to a decade now. So, yeah, uh, that's about the extent of my knowledge about them. Should we beat them? Yes, absolutely. Um, have Patriot League teams had some major upsets in the past? Absolutely. Colgate, 
just what I think it was three years ago, beat James Madison. In fact, Colgate was a seed that year. Um, Lehigh went into Northern Iowa when Northern Iowa was supposed to be pretty good and you and I was supposed to be real bad. And they, I'm pretty sure they beat them in Northern Iowa. So um, could they be a bad team? Could it be like a decaying game? Yeah. I mean, it's very possible. If we take them lightly, no. Um, I remember a Villanova game where we all thought we were just going to kind of walk over Villanova because they were a middling CAA team and didn't seem that great. And that was an absolute dogfight all-out war the whole game. I don't think anybody felt that good after it. No. Um, you know, so it's going to be important for the guys to be focused and not just walk out there thinking we can roll our helmets on the field to win um, because you start winning the championship with this game. You you don't make the championship without this game, so you better play like it's a championship. Yeah. I mean, I will say I do like the comparison to that Villanova game because I think, yeah, everybody thought we were going to win that one pretty handily. Um, however, I think a team from the CA is a little different, but right. Um, and also that year we were a lot more pass heavy team and that was a very, very cold game. Right. Like I remember freezing my ass off at that game. Oh, yeah, and she's so cold, maybe. Yeah. And so uh, that played into it for sure that it didn't right. really play into the strength of our offense. Whereas that's a nice thing. I mean, granted we should have some decent weather, but um, it's a nice thing about having a very, run heavy or at least run capable offenses that you're not as susceptible to the weather being a big issue. So that gives me a lot of confidence anyway. Um, I was just reading something about how they um, have only allowed 132 yards a game um, rushing. However, that's probably not against a a team like us. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, listening to when Matt and the guys talked about them, and from what I've gathered about them, they're a run-heavy team. Um, Coach Stig mentioned they only passed the ball thirty some thirty-one times this year. Um, their quarterback is a freshman as well. He likes to use his legs. They like to have him use his legs. It seems like, and their strength is their run defense. So I could see us hitting them with one of the plays that we like how we started the NDSU game, except I think that it gets completed this time, you know, um, need to come out and make a statement right away. And I have all the confidence in the world. We should win. We should be confident as fans. Why shouldn't we? I mean, I'm just cautious. I'm not saying we shouldn't be confident when I'm talking about them. Um, but this is the playoffs. I just feel you got to give some due respect to the opponents. They didn't make it here because, you know, they woke up and somebody handed them a plaque, even though if you only play three games and win those, then it's kind of the same thing. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, poor Holy Cross. <laughs> uh, but we're, we're the number one team, and we should be very confident. I just, you know, you just got to take it one game at a time, though. If you get caught looking ahead too far, it's caught teams before, and to be perfectly honest with you, this is kind of not necessarily related to Holy Cross, but if it weren't for the fact that we have, are the only team to beat NDSU with any regularity whatsoever in the last decade, we would have a very similar um, uh, image as a Sam Houston State or a Jacksonville State, just with, just with how we've exited the playoffs recently. 
And that's why I'm so excited for to have this number one seed, get to mm-hmm. be at home, and get to really flip these these around. You know, flip flip the script. You can do it this year. I don't care if anybody says asterisk season. Like we've said a billion no. times before. <clears throat> but it is a double-edged sword. I mean, it's, you know, we have had issues in the playoffs in the past, but we've had you know, excuses, I would say, and pretty good excuses. Right. You know, we've had this, been sent through Fargo almost every year. Yep. The year we weren't, we got sent to JMU. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, we've had pretty tough draws. And so now we don't have that tough draw. We better damn well take advantage of it. Right. Because we've been, I mean, probably complaining about those tough draws and saying, well, you know, We've had issues, but look at our draws. Well, we don't have that now, so we better take care of business. Right. And, uh, you know, it's just, it, and I'll, I'll get to what I was going to say later. John here, John Green said, I feel like in a normal year, the Patriot is a step above the NEC and the Pioneer. Colgate in 2018 was a solid team, but I don't think this year's sample size is large enough to really evaluate those three conferences. And I agree. One billion percent. And that's why I think there will be a couple just flabbergasting upsets in this first round because there's a lot of conferences like that that there's no sample size. I mean, there's there's three or four teams or five teams in there that have played less than five games in the bracket. So do we know anything about those teams? I don't think so. And I certainly didn't watch them. You know, I normally will get a couple of games and catch a little bit of some NEC games, catch a little bit on a normal year. And I just haven't been able to do that. And I don't think a lot of many people have been able to do that. So I absolutely agree with John. I don't, there's not enough of a sample size to know too much. I know we should feel very confident um, going into this game. We should feel like we're going to win. And if you're a Holy Cross fan going to this game, why don't you, why wouldn't you think you have a chance? Why not? I mean, yeah. I prefer fans coming with that attitude anyways. I don't want us to mm-hmm. be NDSU fans who somebody brings up, well, I think we might win because of this. And you, you know, that's just the most obnoxious shit ever. It's like, ah, oh, they're a fan of their team. Let them be a fan. So, right. um, no, I agree. It sounds like John is a more avid FCS fan as a whole than myself. I'm pretty Missouri Valley centric. I do want to bring up that reminded me the guy that you hung out with uh, at the game or after the game. Can you? Oh, Dylan. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Shout out to Dylan. Oh, I, I thought about him before this pod. Thank you for bringing him up. Should I tell that story? Hell yeah. Pretty wild. So um, we're in the stands at the Fargo Dome. I've had a couple few too many barley pops as Dallas uh, was and Chad were unfortunately painfully aware. Um, We're way up in the nosebleeds. um, And I see a guy in jack skier about 10 rows in front of us. A little too far for what I thought my voice could carry because my voice was shot at that point. And I kind of threw some almonds at him to get his attention until he turned around and Chad's like slapping me going, knock it off, you know, stop. <laughs> and he's like, he's a Jack's fan. I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't throw him at NDSU fan. I want his attention. I'm not picking on the guy. And the poor guy, I'm hitting him. I'm deadly accurate. <laughs> apparently with almonds, uh, 
And he's just ignoring me, ignoring me, and I'm not stopping because I want him to turn around. And finally, the poor guy, poor Dylan, turns around and looks up at me. And, hey, go Jacks, you know. And and we end up meeting up with him after the game. We were BSing with him in the stands, just kind of soaking it all in. And he's got a heavy southern accent. Heavy. And we end up talking to him a little more. He is from Athens, Georgia. Um, he was there with his son, and we were talking to those guys, and we go, so naturally you're from Athens, Georgia. It's, oh, who do you know on the team? Did you play with somebody who's on the team? Did you go to school here? Do you have family who teaches here? And he goes, no, man. I watched you guys beat Kansas in a you know five, six years ago or so, and I just loved you guys. And I got a neighbor – just down the street from me was an NDSU fan, so I started following you guys, and I'm just a huge Jackrabbit fan. And my guy Dylan has gone – he was at the 2018 playoff game up in Fargo, and he's drove up for this game, went to the Kennesaw State game. So, I mean, this dude's put in more effort to see Jackrabbit fans than half of the Jackrabbit fans I know. So that dude is through and through blue and yellow, which – it was just so fun to meet him. He came back over the house later and, you know, they had some of the brisket and hung out and we had a good time. So shout out to my man, Dylan. Really cool to meet you. Um, hopefully we can get you up here for a playoff game in Brookings instead of ha you having to come to Fargo. Maybe you get a hold of somebody, get a hold of me, Ben or Matt, and we'll figure out some tickets or something for one of the coming weeks games here and we'll get you in the stadium if you listen to this, buddy. No doubt. Yeah, I mean, did you get his Twitter handle or anything or – uh, we'll have to ask Chad because um, you were too gone. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I, maybe I was, well, uh, I, I don't, you know, I am going to plead the fifth on that. I, right. I, um, I don't do that often to that level. Um, so uh, <laughs> hey, uh, well, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it and celebrate a game like that. But hopefully, hopefully Chad got his Twitter handle or something. We'll, we'll find that guy. We'll, We'll definitely hook him up with tickets if he's making the trip up. Yep. Um, speaking of tickets, it sounds like the game is either sold out or very, very close to sold out. Mm -hmm. um, if you're looking for tickets, too bad. Um, yep. Get season tickets next year. They do give you access, direct access, first access to playoff tickets, which is a huge perk. Yep. Um, and yes, this is a COVID year, so there's a reduced okay. amount of tickets. However, I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised if we start to see tickets being a little more scarce as we go forward, um, especially if we're doing things like beating NDSU and getting a number one seed. So um, I guess try to find a season ticket holder buddy to get some tickets if you want to go next week. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, definitely root for them on TV. But Yeah, I uh, tried to – I called in at, uh, at 8.52 trying to get a couple extra tickets uh, for my buddy Brad. And uh, they're like, no, we're sold out. And then I had somebody comment on my Twitter after I posted all the tickets were sold out. And some guy posted on it. He said, yeah, I was on in three minutes. And I, uh, they told me they didn't have any. He's like, that's kind of lame. And first off, I, it's a bummer when you call in and you can't get tickets. I get it. You get bummed out. Um, but hopefully, uh, I mean, with the amount that they're allowing in with COVID, Going back through our past playoff attendance, not cutting off a huge amount of people. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, this gets some people a little more uh, revved up. Like you said, get some season tickets. 
I mean, price-wise, you're going to save money anyways. If you go to Hobo Day, Leaf Bowl marker game, you've paid for season tickets for oh, going yeah. to only three games. So just buy the season tickets. But no doubt. I digress. Um, we don't They're, need to harp on that too badly, I don't think. SDSU season tickets are like the one of the best deals around for entertainment. So yeah. I'll I'll be a big proponent of those for a long time. Oh yeah, I think uh, there uh, we paid 150 bucks a ticket or something on a, in a normal year is what I paid for pay for my tickets and yeah we get tickets front row on the goal line so go mm-hmm. ahead and tell me those are bad tickets I dare you and then I will laugh in your face <laughs> and tell you to go buy those tickets for a Vikings game and then when you've cashed out your 401k to buy one of them <laughs> then you can tell me how bad of seats they are yeah no <laughs> doubt end rant. Yeah, All right. we'll keep her short on this one. Let's move breath. on. We're pushing up on an hour. Let's let's yep. move through our picks on the bracket here. For some reason, I have JMU and VMI up first. I think I went bottom half of the bracket first. Okay, then be that way. Because uh, it's the the more strong side. I just wanted to start there. Oh, my stars. <laughs> um. Uh, quickly guess what the spread is. JMU versus VMI. I'm going to yeah. go with uh, 18 point spread. 14. Uh, JMU is favored by 14 at home. I think JMU covers that. Well, they have they do have the butt hurt and no medication. So <laughs> I am going to take... Uh, you know what? I'm going to take VMI on that one. Okay. I said some big upsets are going to happen. By God, I should stand behind what I said. And I think VMI would be one of the teams that would make everybody go, <gasps> if they even kept it close. So give me VMI. That'd be amazing if after they did all their bitching about not getting a top two seed, oh, they get bounced in the first round. Just injected into my veins, baby. <laughs> God, that'd be gorgeous. It would. Uh, Missouri State goes to UND, I believe. The yep. home teams on these brackets are weird because sometimes they're on top, sometimes they're on the bottom. But yep. or this bracket in particular, um, UND is a home team. Quickly guess the asterisk next to them. Is that what it is? Okay, quickly yeah. guess the spread on that one. Oh, five points. Seven and a half. <sighs> UND is favored by seven and a half at home against Missouri State. Which is a very tough spread, um, just over a touchdown. I'm gonna take Missouri State in that one. I think they keep it close enough. I, yeah, I, I'm gonna take Missouri State. Uh, I think I saw something about UND's left tackle is like opting or uh, entering the transfer portal like a a day before playoff start or something. So, oh, wow. That's. I thought that was the an Illinois State guy. No, nah, wh- am I wrong? I swear to God, I saw. It. Maybe it's not their left tackle. I swear it was you and one of UND's players is entering. The, oh, the portal. maybe. Oh yeah, that Somebody, was a defensive tackle for it was Illinois a, State. So yeah, I it swear to God, it was. Anyway, you go ahead and pick the game. I I took Missouri State. I'm inclined to go with you. Um, I'm going to take Missouri State. North Dakota is way better at home. Uh, I think that if this was in Springfield, I'd take Missouri State uh, to win outright, but I'm going to take the points of Missouri State and North Dakota to win. You got Missouri State as well with the points. Okay. And then 
Maybe I'm totally wrong on that. I don't know. Somebody's going to have to fact check me. If somebody's watching and knows that I'm an idiot, just let me know. Um, and then we've got N- or Eastern Washington going to NDSU. Oh, I'm going to guess NDSU is favored by eight points. Six and a half is all. Which is intriguing. It's uh, one of the smaller spreads. It's the second smallest spread out of the first round. When's the last time NDSU was one of the smaller spreads? I know. Yeah, they're always favored by like 20-something. So, yeah, I think uh, we uh, found a little chink in the armor and... Uh I think uh, Vegas is thinking another team's going to exploit it. So I would, I'm, I'm going to take Eastern Washington to cover six and a half. Yeah, I am inclined to go with you. I think uh, it's going to be a really close game, and Eastern Washington may very well win that game. Uh, but part of me wants NDSU to win so I could sit there and go, ha-ha, our win against them looks better. But then I go, ha, we're the number one seed and it's a win against NDSU, so I hope they lose. So uh, go East, go Eagles. See, I'm not crazy. Put up Brad's uh, comment quick. No, I can't do that. Do it. Oh, check that out. UND offensive lineman Kyle Hergel enters the transfer portal five days before playoff game. Brad just picking us up. Good work, buddy. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, yes, I'm not crazy. That did happen. Outstanding. All right. So you picked Eastern Washington as well? I did. All right. Then we've got Monmouth going to Sam Houston State. Yep. You said Monmouth is one of the worst teams you said in in this bracket, you think? Uh, I don't think – I mean, define worse. So you think they're a bottom half team or a top half team? Worse being bottom half? Yeah, I think they're one of the bottom eight teams. I think they're middle. Well, bottom half is easy to say, but uh, we were talking about like the one or one or two worst teams in the bracket, and you mentioned Monmouth. Listen, don't 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 bring my use my words against <laughs> me. Here. You get, no, you did. You, you did say on catching me on on. You uh, did I, say I well, don't. I think they're the, the worst pick. team on that side of the bracket. Yes. Okay. So, Absolutely. what do you think? What do you think yeah. the spread is? Uh, I think Sam Houston State is favored by ten because you asked it like that. Yeah, I I gave that one away. Sam Houston's only favored by nine. Give me Sam Houston. Yeah, I, I'll take Sam Houston too. But that's All a day. very that's a very surprising spread that they're All only favored day. by nine. I've kind of bought in on the Sam Houston hype. There's a lot of people who know a lot about FCS football that are really sold on the Bearcats that have been not so sold on them for a long the last four years now. So right. I'm a little bit on their hype train, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. So then I've got Sacred Heart going to Delaware. Uh, Delaware is favored by 20 and a half. Pretty large spread there. Oof. Yeah, that's a lot of points. However, I'm going to take Delaware to cover that. Yeah, I do. I think they cover it. Sacred Heart, I don't think, is very good at all. Actually, Holy Cross fans are really mad that Sacred Heart didn't get sent to us. Instead, that Holy Cross feels they got a raw raw deal having to come here instead of Sacred Heart. So, if that says anything. I can appreciate that. And then we've got Davidson going to Jacksonville State. Jacksonville State is a 21-point favorite in that one. Whoa. I'm going to take Jacksonville State. 
yeah, that's I would agree there. That's definitely a lot of points to cover, it's, but it's not the uni- University of San Diego Pioneer League teams we're used to. This is a Pioneer League team, and I think Jacksonville <laughs> State's gonna treat them as such. <laughs> So then you've got the t- the game that will, assuming we win our game, they'll feed into us, uh, is Southern Illinois and Weber State, which is one of the more interesting um, matchups of the first yeah. round. It's the lowest spread in the first round. Weber State is favored by three and a half at home hmm. against Southern Illinois. I am going to take Weber State just because I want – to play Weber State and not Southern Illinois. Mm-hmm. I know we pasted Southern Illinois, but I also know that game kind of snowballed on them. And I would prefer to have a Big Sky champion coming in for the team to focus on instead of trying to super lock it in without in the back of your mind absolutely blastification of that team two games ago. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take Weber State just because I want them to win. And that's my reasoning. I do want them to win as well, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it is at home for Weber, but I'm surprised that Southern Illinois is a three and a half point dog. I think that's a pretty easy pick in my opinion because I think yeah. they at least keep it within three and may maybe even win that game. Right. Uh, I'd venture to say that I would. I'd pick them straight up to be honest. I'd. I think they I think they beat Weaver State, but we will see. And then we've got Holy Cross coming into SDSU. I'll let you guess that spread. Um uh, twenty six points. Very close. Twenty four. SDSU is favored by twenty four, which is a large spread, but yeah. I think that for the reasons that I mentioned how we're uh, a very good running team and I don't think that they're going to be able to stop us. Um, and I, I think that their, their strength being a running team and we just, we just stopped, we just held NDSU to under a hundred yards. Are they a better right. rushing, rushing team than no. NDSU is? No, they're not. And NDSU just gave up 300 yards to us. Are they a better defense than NDSU is? Unlikely. Right. So I just don't see them standing a chance. Um, I hope they come in and put up a fight, but I'll take us by 27. So I, I think we do cover that spread. Yeah. I think in my bracket, I picked this game like 31 to 10, but I think. You are right, and it and it's bringing back echoes of like the Davidson game or the New Hampshire game. So, uh, yeah, I would I will take uh, I will take us and the points in that game. Gotcha. Well, there you have it. We agreed on most of them, but uh, disagreed on a few. Um, I think it, I would say that we can like pick a champion, but I think we'll both pick the same champion. So yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and pick. Just well, do we, do we wanna do we wanna save the or pick in the rest of the bracket for after this come come up? Well, it's easier to pick the bracket once you already know the teams that won the first round. So I'm saying right, let's I pick mean, at least who we think will come out of the other side, half of the bracket since we think we'll come out of this half. All right, who do you think okay. coming out of the other half? 
All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down for that. Other half. Uh, I actually went with uh, Sam Houston State. Uh, they have never lost a home playoff game. And I'm not sure. I don't think NDSU has the offenses, offensive horses to. Um, I, I, I don't think NDSU's defense is good enough. To, I think it's a very good defense. I don't think it's good enough to make up for their deficiencies on the offensive side. I think they're, um, UNI is a good team, a real good team. And I think NDSU is a better version of that. I still think they're a top 10 team, but I don't think that that team they have can carry them on the road in environments like Bridgeforth and that. So I will go ahead and take Sam Houston. And Ryan says, don't jinx us like the Summit League tournament. So, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not picking the whole bracket here. <laughs> right. Fair enough. Wow, Ryan. People That's don't a, forget. That is a good point. Um, People don't forget. I do. I agree. I think Sam Houston State's the way to go in that bottom half. Um, I'd be surprised if it was anybody else. Um, I think NDSU would put up a fight, but I don't think they can beat them. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see who we match up with in Frisco, right? Right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Let's take One care of business. One game at a time. One take and care of business. Maybe. One and oh, that's right. This stick says. So. All right. Well, other than that, you got anything else? No, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. BT Mafia kicking it with us here. Uh, follow us, give this a share and a like, you know, if you enjoy what we do. Uh, if you don't, keep it to yourself, but keep exactly. watching. <laughs> we got a long ride ahead of us, hopefully. So keep yeah. tuning in. Well, outside of that, we'll go horns down, horns down, and then we'll go, go big, go blue, go, go Jacks. Jacks.